Welcome back to the Keeper Sportsnet Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jack. And I am Sam. And this week, we're actually all in different places, which is ah! kind of cool. <laughs> oh so, my gosh. Yeah, Jack and I are both in Ann Arbor, but I'm at my house and he's on campus. And then Sam is in the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Um, actually, I'm in the capital of Iowa, Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Uh, excuse me, so thank you very much. I still um, so, uh, no, Des Moines has a lot of sky bridges. Um, sky bridges are are very, very fun. So, you know, don't let anybody tell you different. Um, people of Des Moines are very, very proud of Des Moines and are very happy that somebody is here to see the city <laughs> and see their sky bridges. <laughs> that's, that's nice. I was at this restaurant yesterday and... Basically, this woman, these people, these two locals are there, and then they're just like, oh, first of all, this place is creepy. It's like a ghost town. Uh, there's nobody on any of the streets, and they're like, we're the only ones in all the streets. We're like, this is weird. And we get to this restaurant, the only one that's open around dinner time, and the people there are so happy that March Madness is being hosted in Des Moines. Like, <laughs> it's actually going to bring people here. And when we got here, they had, like, the whole hotel decked out with Michigan stuff and balloons and a band okay. with, like, drums. And then there's, like, yeah, I heard that like, they had, like, everyone going crazy at the hotels because they're just trying to impress people. Like, please love us. <laughs> like, we're Des Moines. Nobody comes here. Please love our city. Aww. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Sam's on the band for the basketball team. So he's in Iowa supporting our basketball team right now. I am. No, I, I can... I can see John Beeline from where I'm sitting having some sort of serious discussion with another coach. So uh, maybe maybe he'll decide to come on as a guest midway through the episode. Who knows? I, I've heard he's and, the biggest Survivor Michigan fan ever. So Yeah. And since I'm at home, I actually have my brother with me right now. And <laughs> what, what should I say? What's your name? I'm Andy. Basically, um, he watches Survivor Michigan and like he just... He has some opinions that he might, may or may not talk about throughout this podcast. Some hot takes. Voice. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. <laughs> all right. So let's get started. All right. First of all, we want to correct what we something we said last week. We said we were talking about how every title has been said by a different person, but we realized that is actually not true because Leia said love polygon. And then she ah! also said, <laughs> and then she also said, "I don't like getting lied to." So oh I just wanted gosh. to correct that. <laughs> Put our oh my gosh! Out. We call ourselves the experts of Survivor Michigan, and we got some another thing we were called out on was actually by Matthew Israel. He said, "Actually, my day after my whatever last confessional was not two hours; it was only forty minutes." So, <laughs> oh, oh okay. okay, sorry, Matthew. He, he's definitely very, very defensive about the fact that his last confessional was not two hours. It was only 40 minutes. Mm. So apparently, George, George, George John Way. Do we trust George or do we trust Matthew? Mm, I don't know. It's, I guess it really depends on how much you trust Matthew Israel, Jack. Anyways, so we had a couple of things that were wrong. But every other thing we ever say, you cannot, I'll always 100% count on it being right. The thing is, like, we are being unpredictable every week about oh. how we are bringing in the guests. I, I say this week, we just be predictably unpredictable. And bring oh. in the person who said the title, right here with us Whoa. now is Brittany. <laughs> What's up? Oh my gosh. Wow. How's wow. Going? Welcome, to the, welcome back to the podcast, Brittany. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Brittany is oh back gosh. in our, our, 
our podcast has been just lost without you. Yeah. It's so good to have you back and to be able to finally be back to the way things were in our second or third, whatever episode it was. I, I will say, yeah. Brittany, you're our backup guest. Originally, we tried to get your Nana, but that fell through. So um, we, had, we had to settle for you. <laughs> I wish I could be with her. She's a better, she's a bigger fan of Survivor than me and actually watching the episode right now while I'm on here wow. with you guys. So. Oh. oh my goodness. We need to hear some of Nana's takes on uh, season one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. See, honestly, I don't think she understands it. Like, she's a Survivor <laughs> fan through and through. She has watched with me every episode since, was it 2000, 2000, 2001, whatever year it was, every episode, yet she does not. Okay. I, I mean, our season of strategy is pretty complex, and it's very fast-paced, and I think it's a little over her head. But she loves all oh, the characters, yeah. she loves all the challenges, she loves George. Are you basically <laughs> saying, like, it takes a very high IQ to understand season one of Michigan. Oh, it's not for everybody. Um, yeah, it's kind of like Rick and Morty. So. I don't know. All right. So, post-tribal council, we have a Cooper confessional. He is just so excited. He's praising the Lord. He has no sympathy to Kara. But he doesn't know wow. Wow. No love for Kara. No love. That is just... You know, Kara, Kara needs to have more love. But man, I sorry. have so much love for Kara. I love Kara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Brittany, that's your take on scene. I I love Kara. I don't know why she was getting all the hate. I mean, both of us people love to hate us, but I absolutely loved working with Kara. And you don't really see our relationship at all. So what was what the kind relationship? What kind of relationship did you have? Yeah. I mean, so we weren't. So what you see of Kara pretty much is. Like, what you see is what you get. She wasn't that into the game, I would say. I mean, she was into it, but I think when you see all these other big players compared to them, her game was definitely more low-key, and she also, like, was pretty busy, um, like, on the rowing team, so she wasn't able to meet up with people as often. But when we were in the Merge tribe together, when she joined our tribe, we only met up in person once, but we talked a decent amount, and we were actually both... We were working together, and... I mean, you see how Matthew went home, and it was between Matthew and Mitch, but I really all week was working with Kara for her to save me, and she did. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know know something I noticed, Brittany, is, and I noticed this before in the episode, I I remember it again when when you're speaking, you you have almost like a slight Canadian accent. Like, you say amount, you say like amount. amount. About. About. about I think my about. Ex- my accent's opposite Canadian because I pronounce my A's like A instead of A. Ah, like hockey. Mm. Oh no. Mm. Hockey, Jor, not Jor. No, that's New York. Say the phrase I have about this amount. I have about this amount. I mean I yeah, am yeah. I am one fourth Canadian, so oh, well, maybe that's there you go. it. <laughs> Wow, that's another it's another one of the many amazing attributes that Brittany has and brings to the table. So, someone who isn't as tr- as happy about that tribal though is Akshay, because after after tribal, Cooper and Akshay are talking, and Cooper is pissed at Akshay. He's like, "It's obvious that the idol that Tarasky showed you was fake," and Akshay is just kind of like he kind of looks guilty. He's like, "I I didn't even consider it being fake." Like, what are our thoughts on this? Brittany, do you so, have any input? From my perspective, before, let's, 
if we pretend this idol thing didn't happen, if I was Akshay and I was choosing to be on the bottom of the four maison or on the bottom of Mila, I honestly don't think it was the worst idea to stay on the bottom of Mila. So I didn't think it was a bad move on his part necessarily. Before this idol thing and he made, in Mitch's words, stupidest move of all time or whatever Mitch said about him, I feel like... From his perspective, why would he try to be on the bottom of us maison when he still had relationships on the other side? And although it's right now, like, it made it seem like Angela was really close to the Alexes and Kara, he's still, I feel like actually could have possibly worked with Angela and Cooper to maybe somehow overthrow that trio. So from his perspective, I understand not flipping the work with us, but then the yeah. whole fake idol thing, I mean, you've discussed it before. If Tereski really had a real idol, he would have used it at that tribal. So I have no idea how he felt for that. Yeah. But what about his whole relationship with Cooper that he just, like, threw away and, like, yeah. decided to, like, vote for him? That part I didn't understand. I thought that if he and Cooper were flipping, like, I thought he, from his in his game, he needed to stay with Cooper and whichever side they were going on, he needed to stay with him. So the fact that he not only was going against Cooper, but he voted for, he went to Rock against his closest allies. Like, none of us understand it because it doesn't make sense. Going to Rocks is just the thing that I can't understand. <laughs> I, I, I do, kind of, we kind of talked about this last week, like, yeah. if he would have decided to, like, flip back, he could have, he probably already would have had his relationships destroyed <laughs> so much that it's just, you know, I think we've already gone into this, but yeah, Cooper was clearly uh, in the beginning of this episode not happy with Akshay. He was almost like he was incredulous. I think is the word I would. I would incredulous. Use. It's like, why? Like, what were you doing, Akshay? Explain to me. Like, he has that kind of like, you know, voice as you as you see him talking. So did he did he follow up and ask for this idol back? That was the part that I was confused about because it feels I felt like I don't know. Did he know that it was not real? Is why he didn't ask for it. There's a scene with the Alex's where I think Tarowski says that Akshay didn't ask for it. And then I think there's another clip where Akshay says that Tarowski didn't give it to him. But I don't, there's no scene at all where it shows Akshay asking for it. Yeah, it was Akshay. Yeah, I don't know. Was he just like waiting for him to offer it to him? Like, I don't know. I would have. Okay, you were willing to go to rocks against your closest ally. You should be asking for that idol yeah, if you think case. it's that real. <laughs> I, know. I don't know. It almost seems like Akshay just didn't care about the game at that point a little bit. I don't know. I, he did kind of give him a little explanation of, like, I have other things going on in my life. And maybe it's just, he just wasn't mentally there. Yeah, his brother but, had his, like, first football game in a while. Uh, you know, he had his yeah, he's, boyfriend in a while. Akshay is not apologizing for his fight. He is not apologizing. He's not sorry at all. <laughs> I, I Yeah, but... I do kind of think that, um, I think at a certain point, he must have just realized, like, this is fake. I'm not going to get anything from Trowski. It's decided, like, I'm not even going to ask him, because I already know that he's not going to give me anything, because I already know that it's fake. He must have, at some point, just figured that out. I think he said in his confessional, like, yeah, he hasn't given it to me yet. I don't know. I kind of think it was fake. I, I don't know. I kind of think I made a mistake. Either, I don't know. I'm just not really into it this week. Like, he... He kind of just sounded kind of scattered and all over the place. I, I don't really know what was going on in his personal life, but it seemed to be something that was kind of distracting for me. Mm-hmm. And speaking of idols, the Alexes purchased a couple of idols from Amazon. Oh, my but God. But I, I don't think we really got, like, 
what they did with it yet. Well, they they he showed it. To, I don't. He showed it to Akshay, right? I thought that was after. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. It was flashback. in black and white. It was a yeah. flashback showing that that week they got the box and then he took one oh. of them and showed it to Akshay. Yeah. Okay. I think we were. Not, I think last week we were supposed to not know that yeah. it's fake. Like we were supposed to think, oh, maybe it's real. Mm-hmm. But, okay. okay. So they didn't show that they had bought idols until this episode. I think that we just kind of figured out. We, I, I don't know. I kind of assumed it was fake. So, so I think but, that I think that what the Alexes can do with this idol, if they find another idol, they should just plant that idol where they found it. So if someone else goes to the spot and they find the idol, then they'll know that it's fake. But they won't know it's fake. The people who found it. This is the thought. Oh yeah, plant the idol. That could be. That could be interesting. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll see some, them do something like that. So I season, thought it was funny. Yeah. In season oh. one, there was a rule that I think the rule was that you couldn't have um, an actual message attached to the idol. It couldn't be in type print, so you could only handwrite it. And obviously, if it's handwritten, you know it's fake. So I think that's why so far this season, you haven't seen anyone actually hide it because it would be so obvious that it was fake because you can actually yeah. attach a message to it. But their idols definitely looked a lot more real than the fake idols that Matthew and I had. I'll just say oh that. Gosh. Ours didn't make the cut, but <laughs> it's oh. been a long time working on our fake idols. Oh. Wait, what did yours look like? So over fall break, Matthew and I took a field trip to Michael's. We live in the same area back home. We went to Michael's, we went in the store, and we bought like beads and string and these pendants. <laughs> and then we went in his car and put together these fake idols. And... It's like a, there's a centerpiece and then beads going up around and a string. It looks very handmade. Wait, what the? Do you have a picture of it? This is the it? cutest thing I've ever heard. You and Matthew going to Michael's. Like, we went shopping together. Oh my gosh. Did you not film this? We did film it and then mine broke in the car. So I went home and filled, filmed a few more videos of like making my idol, talking with the idol, like grabbing it in tinfoil, putting it in a little brown lunch bag, putting it in my backpack. None of it made the cut. Aww. But I'm sure other this people had in... fake idols as well. What we're going to need is we're going to need a deleted scenes yeah. episode or special. You know, yeah. George, I you know you're listening to this and deleted scenes. You know, mm-hmm. deleted scenes. Well, Maybe we'll see this later. You actually, if you yeah. look closely in some of my confessionals, you'll see a string around my neck, and that is my fake idol. You just can't see the main part of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, awesome. uh, that's really funny. That's just too bad I didn't make the cut. But there's a lot of things that need to be included in these episodes. There's clearly a lot of strategy. Of you clearly need a high IQ to understand <laughs> the strategy. I, I did think it's funny how you, you brought up the um, the rule about the note thing. Because remember how Cooper was like, Akshay, did he show you the note? And Akshay's like, uh, no. And he's like, Cooper just like looks around like, are you kidding me? Like, he didn't show you a note. And Akshay's like, yeah, so maybe it was fake. <laughs> Oh, that, that gives that a lot more context now, actually. Yeah. 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 Angela had a confessional saying that she was really sure Maison wouldn't go to rocks for Cooper because, like, Cooper had just flipped. I don't think she thought that Cooper, like, knew them that well. Yeah. What were your thoughts about going to rocks for Cooper? Okay, Mitch was extremely adamant. Mitch would absolutely. Oh, my God. Bentley. Bentley! <laughs> Oh, Bentley, Bentley makes a guest appearance, too. Oh making gosh. a guest appearance. Yes! Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, so what you don't see, because 
uh, George doesn't actually show the discussion for Rex. That went on for, I think he maybe set a 10 or 15 minute timer, but that was like pure fighting back and forth. So honestly, there is probably not proper audio for that because it was a lot of people like actually, I wouldn't say screaming, but it got pretty heated. But Mitch the entire time had his typical like this very intense face and he would not like Cooper. And he just, he was voting Tarowski or going to Rocks, and that was it. And Leia, of course, agreed with that. So it was basically up to me and Liz. I mean, we had no choice, actually, at that point. It was either, I mean, we had to go to Rocks. And I, at, actually, I wanted to send Cooper home because you have to weigh out, like, your current safety versus future safety. And at that time, I really was just concerned about making it one more tribal. Mm-hmm. And like going to Rocks, we knew that we had a better chance that we had three of us strong versus four of them. But I didn't know Cooper. You see that? So Leia has this. I knew at that point that Leia had her pre existing relationship with Cooper. I knew that Liz was close with Cooper. And I knew that Mitch was even talking to him a little bit. So I had no relationship yet with Cooper at all. So I was actually not willing to go to rocks with him, but I, for him, but I had to. Mitch and Leia were really the people, you know, making that move, mm-hmm. what you see last week. And I was actually part of the plan with Mitch. You kind of see a little bit, but it was me, Mitch, and the Alexes and Kara, I believe. I don't even know about Angela. But the Alexes, I don't know if they really thought I was with them, but I was part of that plan at all, um, as well. But I ultimately was sticking with my Maison people and working with Cooper. And I just had to trust the relationships that I had formed with Leia and Liz and Mitch that I could trust Cooper. So I just trusted them that we would be okay that week. I really was, that was all I could do that week. I, I just, I'm so amazed about this turnaround that you and Mitch have, like the relationship that you guys have, you know, you go from calling him a snitch, calling him a you know what. <laughs> now like you're putting like your life and loyalty in this game with him. Like, I, 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 it's just really, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think you see me say, like, the swap's the best thing that ever happened to Mitch and I. So Mitch and I really, I think in a podcast we once said, like, did they seriously never meet up? And the truth was, I never met with Mitch one-on-one. one-on-one. Like, it's the way I played Survivor is I only met with people if I absolutely had to, just because what you don't see is how truly busy we are and how this game takes over our entire lives. So we're texting and calling people all day to actually meet with someone in person is, just sometimes you don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And with Mitch, I just, I don't know why. You know, it's edited, so it's just showing all the negative things I'm saying about him. But really, our relationship was just always me trusting Liz enough where I thought I could trust Mitch because of her. And same with her and Matthew. Okay. That makes sense. So, I guess I was still confused. I guess I was wondering about the second vote, though. After you voted, it tied. Mm-hmm. Like, were you thinking of flipping the second time where you said you kind of wanted Cooper gone? At that point, was it mm-hmm. even thought in your mind to to flip? Or were you worried that somebody else would flip and it would be a double tie? Like, I don't know what you were, what were your thoughts at that point? So I said I wanted Cooper gone in terms of once it became Rocks. But before that, with, um, when it was tied between him and Tarowski, for some reason, I just thought that Akshay would flip again. I knew it was Akshay. As soon as I saw it tied, I knew it would be Akshay who flipped. And for some reason, a little part of me still had some trust in Akshay. I don't know why. <laughs> and I thought he would flip. And I really wanted Tarowski gone way more than Cooper. Yeah. I mean, Cooper was someone I could possibly work with. So, of course, I was willing to take the chance. But honestly, I don't know if any of us thought it would end up going to Rocks. The Neela people didn't think we would go to Rocks or Cooper. And I don't know what... We just never... Consi- I don't know if we even really considered it. Like, Akshay... 
in him, we just always thought it was going to be six to four. That was, that was, I don't think that anyone, even the audience, especially the audience, like expected that rocks to happen. And it seemed like <laughs> most people in the game were very confused, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that was, was crazy. Especially because oh. it's like two people who have been like seen as like these schemy threat type people. Like Cooper has been kind of like known for a while to be a liar. And Tarowski obviously just like did this amazing thing. The fact that eight people are willing to go to rocks with them, it was just wild. But I, I, it totally makes sense the reasoning about why, you know, you guys both didn't think would happen. And that kind of just like caused it to happen. The best part about that tribal too is that they both survived. So then, after every, they're going against each other. And now next week, like both of them are in going into this week. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. So it seemed like I'm guessing you guys went right from tribal to the challenge because it seemed like it was still at night. Is that kind of what happened, Brittany? Yeah. So what it's hard to see because it's always dark, but we film these challenges and then tribals right after. Sometimes it would be at 10 p.m. Other nights it could be at 11 midnight, 1 a.m. And it was also freezing cold winter. So you see us and yeah. you can see Liz's hands there shivering and Leia saying it's cold. But it was absolutely freezing. And that was after the rocks and everything. So going into this challenge, like everyone, their brains were just fried <laughs> at that point. Oh well, clearly at least one person <laughs> was not. brain was not yeah was not so fried that they didn't know how to win. <laughs> so I get, so the day before this challenge, I actually had gone on Survivor Maryland. So before our season started, I skimmed all of Survivor Maryland to watch the challenges. I had seen an ep- some episodes of Survivor Maryland years ago, but I decided to watch it before our season. So I happened to watch the memory challenge the night before. So I oh. practiced it a few times. But memory, honestly, has just always been my thing. So I knew going into the season that would be, if I was going to win a challenge, it would be that one. And somehow, even though it was freezing and we were all so tired and cold, somehow I won. So you're basically opposite of Lavana when it comes to memory. (laughs) Short-term memory loss. Yeah. I Maybe. wonder how Lavana would have done on this challenge. Yeah. Well, Lavana <laughs> knows everything, though. So wouldn't That's she have been able to just, like, yeah. move her, like, just know what the answer is going to be and just recite it? I, I don't know. It's true. I, one of my favorite things about this <laughs> was just how, like, after you won, you are just like, I-, I won an immunity challenge. I can't believe I won. You're, you're so excited. You're like... You're almost just like, I can't believe, like, me, like, Brittany, like, I want a challenge. Like, you're almost, like, incredulous of it. Then all of a sudden, you're like, sorry if I'm being, if I'm being cocky right now. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, are you, what are you talking about? Like, you're literally being as uncocky as you can be. You're, like, oh surprised that you would just want something. And you're like, sorry, I'm being cocky about this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude, I ever brings out the weirdest, most extreme versions of yourself. Like you see me in two confessionals now, like actually bouncing on my couch. I think I jumped up and down at <laughs> midnight alone on my couch. It was just bizarre. Like Survivor just makes you do that. I think I was so happy to win just after because I felt like Mitch and Leia were doing so much of the strategy of that week that I felt so powerless that winning immunity to me was just something that like I finally did on my own in the game. <laughs> So I was just really happy to have won. Not to be a downer, but Brittany, why do you think no one reached out to you after winning the challenge? When I feel like being in that position would be one that is kind of conducive to people reaching out and trying to make connections. Yeah, that's a great question, Andy. I wish I could answer it. <laughs> oh, but I still fan. don't know. 
I really thought when you win that people reach out to you and no, you see me in that confessional, not one person did. Like you see Liz congratulate me, but mm. nobody reached out to me to try to work with me. And even Angela didn't. It was, it was weird. I don't, I think people at this point, so going into this week, we were up five to four and the four Neelas just knew, well, minus Cooper. So the four of them, they knew that after we had gone to Rocks to Cooper, us five were sticking together. So mm. I think then for that week, so you see Stahl, like, trying to play his own game, but I don't know what the rest of them, like, why they weren't reaching out to me. Like, Tarowski, Akshay, and Angela, none of them reached out mm. to me. Oh. Mm. Well, um, to be fair, I'm not sure if Akshay was reaching out to anybody that uh, week. Oh, this week, no. So that makes yeah. sense. But yeah. the week before, after all that drama, he did not reach out to me. I actually reached out to him. Yeah. <laughs> You don't. You don't just reach. You. Re- I think you reached out with your foot a little too hard on him. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I think it started with my knees and oh. transition. It's transitioned into my legs and my foot at this point. I swear <laughs> he said it was my knees. Now it's just the whole leg. Full ass, full <laughs> and not one, both legs. Brandy, I was wondering if you ever wore your immunity necklace to class like Tarowski did. So I, I that was risky of him or his. Oh, he wore his idols to class. So maybe those were, like, a little thinner. This necklace was actually pretty heavy. Um, so I didn't wear it to class, but I brought it to every class in my backpack, and I Aww. brought it out as show and tell. Oh, my, <laughs> my God. English, That's incredible. My English class was following along. It was, like, a small class of 20 students, and they were following along really closely. Like, every time I got to class, they'd be like, are you voted out yet? Oh, my um, gosh. So I brought it to show them, and then I brought it to my friends. And they're just like, you're so weird, Brittany. And then I put it back in my backpack. But, <laughs> yes, it traveled everywhere that week. That's amazing. Awesome. After the challenge, we still get some confessionals about like stuff about the last tribal, and like Akshay is really not popular now. Mitch thinks it's baffling, baffling, yeah. and shock, baffling. Yeah, I can't do the Mitch accent. Baffling. baffling. It's baffling. It's ba- baffling. baffling. It's shocking. That was just. <laughs> That was absolutely baffling. <laughs> I bet he called his mom and was like, Mom, you can't, I can't even tell you that what just happened here with, with action. Yeah, this is something absolutely ridiculous. The stupidest move in, in Survivor Michigan. I can't, can't believe it. It's, it's ridiculous, Mom. I love how they show Mitch calling his mom and me calling my nana. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that like was perfect. Was, oh my gosh. So, you four for blood versus water? Question mark? For sure. Ooh. I was actually with Mitch this weekend, and he said, he confirmed that he called his mom after every tribal. Every single tribal. When we were in the, you see that clip of us in Cooper's car? I think he called his mom either before or after. He was was always saying, I gotta go call my mom. (laughs) Yeah. But he made a good point. He made a good point in this confessional when he said that this is what happens when the alliance isn't solidified and people feel at the bottom. And so he like wanted to make sure that going forward, no one feels like they're at the bottom and that everyone sees a path to the end. And so I think we get like a new group chat with Mitch, Leia, Cooper, Liz, and you, Brittany. And I think he, he wanted to like, his goal for this group was to make sure that like everyone felt like equals and that no one would like flip. How'd you feel about this like group? Yeah, so I was, I mean, so that week after we all were willing to go to Rocks with Cooper, us five were forced to be together whether we wanted to or not, but I actually was good with them. I think you only see me talking really negatively about everyone. You don't see any positive comments. 
But so Liz and I at this point in the game are actually like, I would say we're more friends than allies. We're really, really close. And I'm close. I'm friends with Leia as well. And we, I have good relationships with both of them. And Mitch and I, our relationship has really evolved to this point where we're really trusting allies. And us four being the final four Maison, I would say we all really trusted each other more than anyone else in the game at that point. I mean, even Leia with her relationship with Cooper, I would say us four were extremely tight. And with Cooper, I knew... So you see the clip of Liz discovering the relationship with Cooper and Leia? I'm pretty sure that was actually... So the picture you see, that's from my confessional. I think what happened is, like, I found out and then I told... Liz and Mitch, but at that point I knew that they were close, so I was totally good with us five. But are you saying that you were the first person to know about Cooper and Leia, or is it how, what's the chron- chronology? I'm pretty sure what happened is Cam told Matthew, who told me, and then I went and told Liz and Mitch, and those were the two people I told, but I didn't go to Leia directly about it, and I honestly didn't because I didn't think it was that big of a deal and I didn't want her to possibly be like Brittany knows let's vote her out now because she knows the secret info I just I was okay with Leia and Cooper being friends outside of the game because we needed Cooper to work with us at that mm-hmm. point I wasn't I was under the impression from the edit that like mm-hmm. how randomly Liz had just seen this picture and all of a sudden like she figured it out you know is that not necessarily exactly what happened then so the picture that's put into the frame, if you look to the far right, you, like, see my frizzy hair. So that's me holding out the picture. <laughs> and I oh. sent that picture. Yeah, I sent that picture out to Liz and Mitch. But I'm trying to think, like, did Liz discover it at the same time I did? I don't think she discovered that on her own. But I don't, how did Cam discover this? I don't know. <laughs> have no idea. Maybe he had a mutual friend or something. Wow, Cam has been the mastermind all along. Season one. Wow. Little did, little did we know. Dahl has some really artsy confessionals. He's almost like filming a little show of, of his own. Like he's like walking. He has like his. I don't. I wonder who's filming for him. I don't know. Like there's someone asked, like, does he have a prof- does he have someone who's filming everything for him? <laughs> I'm guessing, for a second in my mind, I was like, oh, is it Trowski? And I was like, wait, no, Trowski would not be allowed to film confessionals. Maybe, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, George, can you film me <laughs> doing some random stuff? Like, maybe, I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe George's dad made another appearance. <laughs> also, this is like the first week where I feel like we get a little bit of Dahl and Trowski like splitting up mm-hmm. doing their strategy. Because like, Dahl actually said in his confessional that Trowski is a, a liability to him. And that he kind of wants to distance himself from Neela in general, so that they like, so that he's almost seen as like a weaker player who will work with like anyone who talks to him. But yeah, I thought Mm -hmm. it was interesting how like for the first time, Thal and Trasty are kind of doing their own thing. Like Thal's being more social, and Trasty's just kind of like, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I definitely feel like we're being, we're kind of seeing Thal being built up as a more social player and like more like just well liked generally by people. I think that the strategy definitely at this point has been like, if I make these connections, people want to keep me in the game. And I think that he, in this episode has done a pretty good job at developing these relationships. So Saul called you and you guys like both apologized to each other. And he, he told you that he's kind of like a sitting duck and like blah, blah, blah. Well, like what was your perception of him at that point? At this point, you've seen just a quick black and white, I think, clip of Thal and I from a meeting. 
So only like one little meeting has been shown and then some phone calls. But at this point, Thal and I, I mean, I would say Thal and Mitch had a closer relationship than Thal and I did, but we still had a pretty close relationship starting from uh, the double tribal, so before the merge. So starting from then, we actually were starting to get closer and we kind of had a like, uh, I'll watch your back if you watch mine type of thing. We knew we couldn't work together, but that we would protect each other. Um, you don't really see us talking very much, but at this point in the game, I actually was doing everything I could to keep him in, and he didn't have to protect me. I was immune this week, but I was actually protecting him. Okay. All right, we also have to talk about Cooper and the fountain tree. So Cooper is really, like, skeptical about this idol because he knows that he has, you know, the clue in his pocket from the bottom of the spray paint can. But then Cooper goes to the Diag. And he sees this tree that says fountain on it. And he's like, holy crap, maybe Tarowski is right that the idol is in the fountain. Like, this makes sense. The clue, like, maybe Cooper's clue would lead him originally to the Diag. And then maybe the Diag, there's this tree that says fountain on it. And then there, boom, there's the idol. So, like, and apparently this is, like, just the biggest coincidence in the world. Like, we talked to, like, George and I think some other people. And they're, like... There was no, con- I, they don't know who wrote Fountain on this tree, why Fountain is there. Like, they just, do you, does anybody have any other information on that? It must have just been some weird coincidence. I think it's hilarious, personally. Yeah. I love that Cooper twice and now on Idols. It's just been totally, just like, it seems like he's just been roasted by Alex twice yeah. on Idols, and both times hasn't really been, it hasn't even been really like Tarowski's doing. It's just been Cooper getting super unlucky. Like, he searched in the exact right place and dug all the holes perfectly for Trowski and just didn't uncover the idol. And Trowski just walks right in, like brushes off some sand and finds it. This time, Trowski makes up the story, just like makes up the idols in the fountain. And then Cooper happens to like see a tree that has fountain written on it. He's like, ah, oh, Trowski must be right. When he was, you know, it's just, I think it's just hilarious how this has happened and twice. And it's, it's just been sheer coincidence, really. Can I just tell you, Tarowski told us the story how Cooper dug up all the holes and then he put his arm into the sand and there it was, the idol. He told us that story at least, like, I'm not exaggerating, like multiple times a week, every time he talked to me, he would meet up with me and he would tell me that story. I'm just like, what? Is that? <laughs> he's very proud of that. He's he very proud. very proud of that moment. But I think that tree was just a really random coincidence and Cooper had the clue and you see he has not found the idol. I think there's just yeah. a few unresolved mysteries about Survivor Mystery. Like, there's sometimes just spirits working. You know how Jeff Probst always used to talk in Survivor about how, like, ooh, the island is speaking. It used to be all mystical yeah. and, like, oh, it's the island is, you know, you had to respect <laughs> the island, you know, it's whatever. Maybe it's like the same thing, really, but University of Michigan campus is like his own character. Like, well, oh, man, yeah. Because when they're hunting for idols, they're not respecting campus. They're not. They're, like, destroying the property. And so now campus is coming back to haunt them. We'll see if, yeah, this comes back to haunt Leia. You know, if the campus (laughs) will end up uh, getting revenge on Leia or not. I guess we'll end up seeing. Now, Brittany, you have one of the best confessionals, in my opinion, of the season so far. With your little whiteboard. (laughs) Yeah, channeling the lion. Channeling the lion. My yeah. biochem board, yeah, it really came out this episode. So I had, I mean, similar to Matthew, I had notebooks going with scenarios. I had things, like, just in my head a lot, but 
I had multiple whiteboards and noteboard notebooks, but this was the first time it like was in the video of me just sitting with my whiteboard. And he put in a, he, I was sitting there for a long time at this video. I thought he would cut some of that out, but no, I just kept drawing and drawing and making these lines <laughs> thicker. I love when you were like her connection with Mitch, and then you like drew like a and he thick zoomed wall. in on it, <laughs> and he zoomed in. And notice that I did not draw a line between Mitch and Leia. They are keeping that relationship secret. Oh. It's true. I, I feel like there's almost so many relationships among this spot, this whatever, these maisons that it's like, I, I forgot about half the ones that exist. Did you do these whiteboard things often, or was this like a one-time thing? I mean, I wish I could tell you it was a one-time thing, but I, I, just, <laughs> I really had no life that semester. <laughs> it was my busiest semester of all of college, but somehow at the end of the day, I would sit down at my desk with either my whiteboard or a pen and pencil and just <laughs> be thinking about a lot of different scenarios. You see that a lot with Matthew, because Matthew loves to get in front of the camera and talk. I just personally don't like being on camera, so a lot of my game was just off camera honestly which is not what you do if you want to be on youtube but <laughs> yeah i did this pretty often i will say you had a, a pretty good uh edit this episode though we definitely got to see a lot of you you won immunity and then uh, i think one of the really big things to come out of this whiteboard thing is you kind of having this realization about liz and all the connections that she had yeah, yeah, and you were saying how it kind of sucks because you trust Liz over Leia. Like, you've always wanted to go to the end with her. But you're like, I don't think I can beat her at this point. Yeah, so at this point, it's only final nine. It definitely was probably too early to try to be thinking about an end game. But, of course, I was trying to draw out an end game and final two, final three. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, and thinking about that. And, yeah, I'd always imagined the entire game going to the end with Liz. Liz and I, like, why we became actually so close compared to, like, my re individual relationship with Leia and then Leia and Liz, is Liz and I, like, the foundation of our relationship was our distrust of Leia, actually. And how we both knew that Leia would do well, just the way she presented herself and she had found an idol and the way she talked strategy. We were really close because we knew we both had, like, the angle of voting out Leia. I think you really were the first person I've seen um, kind of dub Liz as a threat. Like, I feel like at this point, you're kind of like, I don't think anybody else realizes like how much of a threat Liz actually is because she'd been playing kind of a more low-key game but had all these connections. Like you'd had, almost every person had a, a line drawn to her. And then the one that like wasn't between her and Thal like happened that week too. So I was thinking like, wow, like this is, I think, a, a pretty acute uh, observation. Yeah, Liz and I at this point, I mean, we were extremely close. And I would honestly say our, my relationship to Liz was probably even stronger than her to Mitch or anyone else. We were just this close of allies and friends that I knew our game so well because we we're talking game constantly for, I think, two and a half months at this point. And that's why I think I was, I knew her game just as well as she did. And she knew mine just because we were that trusting with each other. I mean, you see me talking negatively about her, but it really was a close relationship. Yeah, so you said Liz is the sun and everyone revolves around her. So are you, like, <laughs> no idea where that came from. Are you like Mercury then in this case? You're like Mercury? Aren't I a, am I an albino fox on Mercury? <laughs> I didn't know they survive out there. <laughs> I just pictured, I guess seen episode eight of Star Wars, Last Jedi, like how there's those like snow foxes that are on that one planet. I don't That's know. I just crazy. thought of that. 
Yeah, yeah. Just because it's an alien fox. I don't know. Just, but it's, uh, yeah, you're an alien fox on, on Mercury. That's exactly what you are. Albino <laughs> alien fox. No, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you're, you're Mercury because you're the closest one revolving around the sun. Is that, is that what you're saying, Sarah? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, sure. so speaking of Liz... <laughs> she ran into Thal at a bar. This is where some showman's music. Oh is, my uh, god! Whoa. Really I was. Uh, I was info. Any insider info on this? Yeah. So Liz is out of the country right now, and I don't want to speak on behalf of her. But you know, with the music playing, some people in the comments had some assumptions. I feel like I should clear it up that nothing happened that night. She, you know, there was some giggling about him, but. Nothing happened, but they happened to run into, they really just happened to run into each other that night in person, and somehow they became allies. It's kind of crazy, <laughs> but I guess that's really college survivor at its finest. I like how they recorded their interactions in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like it was just like some sort of like drunk Snapchat that happened to be saved with the camera roll. <laughs> that George is like, oh, I'll use this. You know, honestly, it was horizontal, so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. I don't remember whatever you say, Brittany. Nothing happened. Okay, wink, wink. All right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. but yeah, I I thought uh, that was that was funny that it showed that right after you're talking about how wow, what's this connection with everybody? She's like the sun. Everyone's revolving around her. <laughs> then immediately, like she makes another connection with like somebody else. <laughs> the only person without a line. All yeah. of a sudden, she's connected. <laughs> yeah. 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 Why do we think Tarowski was not trying to be social? Like what? Like what was his game then? You know, Man. honestly, I, I really like that. Like he's, I think that was a good move of him. He's kind of like injecting this fear about the idol, and then making it seem like he's so comfortable by like not talking to a lot of people. I think like only amplifies that fear. So I feel like if he didn't have an idol, or whatever, people would be like, you know, why isn't he scrambling or what? Like if he if he didn't have an idol, he'd be scrambling so much right now. Like he has to like. Why is Trowski being so chill about just getting like five votes going to rocks? So I don't know. Like, I feel like that's definitely something that can like induce a lot of paranoia if you kind of like take a step back when you shouldn't take a step back. Yeah, I thought that was really smart. Then, kind of like we said earlier, it's like Brittany had mentioned. Man, like, yeah, there's a bunch of people that like weren't reaching out to me. That's so weird. You know, actually, his reason. Two of them, I guess, that was kind of like their strategy, or I guess, lack of strategy. In Akshay's case, he just wasn't really doing anything. In Trowski's case, it was purposeful. I'm not talking to people in order to make them nervous. And it looks like it's paying off because people are just so sure, especially after the whole coincidental thing with the fountain tree. They're just, okay, they're so sure that Trowski has the idol now that he's just kind of off the chopping block at this point. And now yeah. it's really just going to be between Angela and Thal and whoever can kind of develop the best relationships out of the two of them. Yeah, this is the week that you really see the Alexes begin to form their own game. So far, they've only been seen as a team. I mean, even when Tereski finds an idol right away, the next clip is him showing Thal. Like, they really have only been viewed, not only to, like, everyone views them as a pair, not even knowing that they're best friends and roommates, but they're just viewed as two close allies who vote and do everything together. So this is the first week. I thought it was cool to finally be able to see their own individual games, and they're completely polar opposites of each other. As you were saying, Tarowski's going the, I'm not going to talk to anyone, just make them think I have an idol route, and Thal decided to be 
very social, but also like weakening himself in a way. Did yeah. Think, what did you think of him trying to present himself as like more of a weaker player as opposed to just being his typical self in, in a social game? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was his way of trying to appear less threatening. Because, mm-hmm. like, since he's, like, associated with Tarowski, who's, seen, like, who's been seen as, like, a super strong player, and, like, maybe he thinks everyone thinks they're, like, calling the shot, so he's, like, trying to weaken that perception so that people don't, like, target him, I think. And that, that people will be, like, more willing to work with him. Yeah. I, I really think that it's an interesting thing, of like, a strategy of, of trying to appear weak. I think it's really interesting to do that. And it's something that like I feel like doesn't happen too much on Survivor, where it's like, I think that it's really smart to get the target off your back. But to an extent, I think it's kind of like in Survivor, perception can be reality. And right. I, I wonder at one point that like if you try to appear weak for so long, do, are you just becoming weak? Like right. at a certain point, if like you're taking away your power on purpose or appearing to be weaker than you are, at what point does it just become that you are weak now? And that is like, well, people bring you to the end because you're weak, you know? So I feel like it's an interesting yeah. kind of way. Yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was honestly, there was a point where, so after the tribal where Matthew goes home and you see me crying the entire time, that wasn't because of Matthew, by the way, that was because of Akshay. Um, but at that point, I really thought it would be an advantage for me because I showed so much weakness. I thought that nobody would see me as a threat and vote me out when we made the merge. So at that point I was seeing the weakness as actually a positive thing, but obviously in survivor, you have to balance, you know, people's perception of you and you can't be seen as so weak that, you know, then you'll be, then you can't win, but you also need to be a little bit weak so you can progress each week and not be seen as a threat. Just in survivor, always finding the perfect balance of everything. Yeah. I actually want to go, go back a little bit because I feel like we haven't really talked a ton about your relationship with Akshay. For the record, like my relationship with Akshay today is great. I love Akshay. It's always funny on these college survivors because even though we're all in college, like there sometimes is a difference in college. Like you're all the same age, but there can be a difference between like a senior and a freshman. I know I went to college at age 17 and I was a completely different person then than I was my senior year of college. So it was Kind of like, actually, was almost like a little brother, like a cousin to me by the end of the yeah. season. And everything's great now. But in the game, so we were working together the week that Lavana went home. I mean, obviously, actually was lying to us the whole time. But I had formed somewhat of a relationship with him that week. And there was nothing weird or like, our relationship was not at all like tumultuous yet. It was a very normal survivor relationship. And then... After that week, when we walked into Mason Hall for the pennies challenge, um, I knew Akshay had betrayed us, but I wasn't angry. I don't think I said anything. I was just like, whatever. He, As we walked in, he, I said, hi, like, how's it going? And he wouldn't look at me. And he just, like, ran inside. It was, he just wouldn't look at me and say hi. And even if you're, like, mad at someone in the game, you usually, like, say hi. Like, we still are people outside this game. And it was weird. And it was then during the pennies challenge where – he just went off on everyone, and he was saying this, whatever, you already discussed all of that. But anyways, he decides at Tribal that I'm the person who he can, like, get a reaction out of the most. And he really was convinced that I kicked him. And what really happened is at Tribal, we sit on these, like, teeny tiny steps, and it's freezing, and we're shivering. So you're moving around a lot, like, to try to conserve your body heat. And at some point, like, I either was reaching for my water bottle or maybe, like, 
like I have long legs and so he was in front of me and maybe my knee or my leg did touch him at one point I don't remember but him in his mind I think Dahl said it he really thought he was like I purposely like fully intentionally kicked him and I don't know why he would ever like it's just like you say it now and you just laugh because it's just the most bizarre thing to ever think but he really thought that so at the next tribal he just decided to go at it and it was at that point I think a lot of viewers um, you know people in the comments started getting you know a lot of hate on me for crying because they thought I was whining over Matthew going out I was really just upset at everything that Akshay was saying to me and emotions were high that night anyways but anyways we go into the next week and we did make up and then so this week actually um you see we end up voting Angela and going into this week, I still wanted to vote Akshay out because I was trying really hard to work with him. And he was kind of, he was never reaching out to me. He was pretty, like, blah, like, he didn't really care to work with me. Um, but Akshay and I actually had, like, a very, like, personal text exchange this week. And I was telling him things that, like, I hadn't told Liz or Leia or people I was way closer to in the game. And for, like, those personal reasons that we just talked about with each other, I actually wanted him in the game because I thought we could work together in the future <laughs> but you don't oh. see any of that because it's you know it was too personal to put on camera but we actually like we had a heart to heart oh that's what happened mm -hmm. that's cute that's awesome. yeah because i know at first you were you were like talking about whether he was pulling a johnny fair play oh but my I guess <laughs> i apologize for that later yeah i texted actually after this episode i felt so bad for saying that but from my perspective you have to see that this kid the fact, I don't, the student, <laughs> we call him a kid. Um, but I actually was convinced. Child. <laughs> Child. He was, and like, the fact that he was convinced that I kicked him, I'm like, I mean, would he go as far as like faking something in his personal life? I'm like, if anyone would were to do it, it would be Akshay. Of course, like, most of me didn't think he would do that. And then we started talking, and I knew, of course, he wasn't doing it. But Going into that week, though, yeah, I did want to vote out, actually, but after that, I wanted him in, not only because of what happened personally and that I thought I could work with him, but also, you know, you want people, you want your allies to also be people you can beat, and I also thought I could beat him, so I thought it would yeah. be a perfect ally for me. But the thing is, like, I, don't, I still don't understand why Liz was on board with voting Angela, because she was talking mm -hmm. about how she wanted to work with her, didn't want her to go home. But I didn't really see, like, when she was, like, on board with it. Or what, what she just mm -hmm. kind of forced to. So, well, can I just go back for a second? Like, yeah. So, insider info. This week, Leia had the... I'm pretty sure it was Leia. Unless Leia was just the one who talked about it. I'm pretty sure it was Leia. Had the idea of... So, you saw someone say the clip that we really weren't going to decide who went home until the last second. Because once one person finds out... Like, we all, of course, had relationships with the four remaining people on the other side. And we didn't want them to find out. And then, like, that would just be a disaster. So we wanted it to be a last-minute decision. Leia had the idea that at Tribal Council, we would take a hat, put in names in the hat, and we would pick a name from the hat and <laughs> send one of them home. We, I, guess we, <laughs> I guess we would whisper the name to each other of who we chose. And that's what we would do. And I actually, I was on board because I was going to rig the hat. I was going to, oh I'm so oh serious right now. I was going to put in four Taraskis in there because nobody wanted to vote Taraski. You see how they were all so scared of this idol that I just knew he didn't have. I just, if Taraski had found the clue, 
I knew he would have the idol. It wouldn't take him an extra week to finally have it. Like, he would have had the idol and he would have played it at the merge. I knew that he didn't have the idol. That's why I wanted to vote with him. So I wanted to do Leia's hat idea, but then be the one in charge and rig the hat. Um, anyways, that didn't happen. So we ended up meeting up right before tribal, but I have something before. So I was only at this meeting for five minutes. So I really didn't have that much of a say in who went home. And it was actually super leading this meeting. Which is interesting, you know, after all of us saved him, like, Stephen Cooper should have been, you know, letting us decide who went home, I don't know, but I don't know why Liz was okay with Angela going home. I remember we would all go around, and we all decided that Thal and Tarowski were off the table. We weren't going to vote for Tarowski because everyone was scared he had the idol, even though I really wanted to vote him, and then Thal had done such a good job of forming individual relationships with us that we were all clearly individually trying to protect Saul, which was interesting. So it came down to Akshay and Angela, and Cooper was the one who wanted Angela out. But I don't know why, I don't know why Mitch, Liz, and Leia wanted Angela out. I don't know if our feelings were that Trotsky already played an idol for her. If he had one, he wasn't going to play it for her again. What if Akshay has the idol? But I really don't know why they were okay with sending Angela home. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts. I was, I, was, I was there at the meeting, but couldn't tell you. It seemed like Liz and Angela were kind of helping, like, a relationship. So I would have thought that she would have tried to maybe to maybe mm -hmm. save her. But, yeah, it confused me, too. Yeah, I just had assumed that Liz didn't want to, like, go against the main alliance. Or, like, raise suspicion as to why she wanted to keep Angela around. And Liz is good with, like, everybody, you know? Yeah. <laughs> What's losing yeah. one planet? Yeah, I mean, that's actually... <laughs> It's actually possible, though, in Liz's mind that she had so many relationships, and she and Akshay even had one, too, that um, she was willing to lose Angela. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure Liz was, like, an RA in the same dorm as Angela the year before. Like, they kind of had heard of each other before the game, and they seemed to have a relationship going. So I don't – just at that meeting, it really was only there for a few minutes, so it was a very rushed decision. And Cooper was the one, you know – making a pretty good case for Angela. I think just revolving around the idol. And at that point, I guess, you know, we just, we're all five, I think, so happy to stick together and know that we just wanted to get to the vote and one of them for go home. So mm -hmm. I think that's why we kind of, you know, again, just did an easy vote. Yeah. I think it was, it was just still very surprising. Like looking at like Thal, Tarowski, and Akshay. If it's going to be Thal, Tarowski, Akshay, or Angela, just like look, just like saying like, oh, one of those four is going to go home this episode. Angela seems like a last person I would have chosen mm -hmm. as somebody to go home at this point in the game. You know, it's like all of them seem like they have so many reasons why it should be them, and then it ends up being Angela. It's just it's just like it was surprising for me to see like, wow, Trotsky, Anthal, and Akshay all survived this. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, if Akshay and I hadn't become close on like a personal level this week, I definitely at that meeting would have been fighting to vote him out because I really was trying. I hadn't, like, formed a relationship yet with Angela, but I knew that just from talking to Liz that she was willing to break away from the Alexes at some point in the game. You know, she was a smart player, and I knew I could work with her in the future at some point. But after that with Akshay, I figured, like, might as well continue a relationship with him than try to start over with someone who already has so many relationships. So that's why I was okay with her going home. Okay. And then what was up with... Apparently, Akshay tried to hold Angela's hand at Tribal, 
And also, I needed a ride home. Oh and I was like, I'm not giving him a ride home. And also, like, why do you try to hold my hand? Like, I'm not holding his hand. Oh, my gosh. I felt bad. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was kind of sad. That was kind of sad. Kind of funny, too. I, I, it is funny because I remember at the beginning of the season, it all seemed, I almost thought that Akshay and Angela might become, like, a pretty strong pair in the game because I remember that he was, like, the only person at first that was really talking to her. But <laughs> I did think it was funny how Angela just came out kind of as a savage uh, <laughs> at the end of that tribal. Also, another thing to note in this tribal council is we do get to see the return of Trotsky's legs. He's sitting right in the oh, front row. Yeah. He's sitting with shorts on, and it's like, okay, wow, he's he's really out there. Just uh, maybe he had he had realized that you know he had a while without being able to show his legs off and decided mm-hmm. to sit in the front row with his shorts. But definitely came came back for a little bit there. Yeah, good to see it. <laughs> so, you know, the whole Angela not giving Akshay a ride home, the whole the hand holding was kind of awkward. But you know what else is awkward? Old Facebook posts from 2010. Ooh, yeah. social media. So the, I hope it's for not this week. <laughs> for this week's social media. We went through the depths of Facebook and pulled out some of the players' old Facebook posts. Because, you know, one of the themes of this episode was, like, awkwardness. And, like, Brittany was talking about, like, why aren't people talking to me? Is it because because I'm I'm an awkward person? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to pull up some awkward Facebook posts from back in the day just to, you know, embarrass people a little bit. So first, we're going to start with Tarowski. Tarowski had two that we found. The first one from February 25th, 2010. He says, <laughs> I am the Austrian Jesus. And I got one like. <laughs> and then September 23rd, he said, Call of Booty, which I assume is like a take on Call of Duty. But yeah, oh, cool. I didn't get that. Yeah. Oh, Trotsky has, that, uh, sorry, you need a high, pretty high IQ to understand about Trotsky's yeah, old Facebook posts. This was like during eighth grade. Yeah. So he was smart back then. Yeah. All of booty. Next we get into Brittany. And Brittany, you had kind of a phase where you kind of just like, you posted like just words. Like it doesn't really make any sense. They were just like words. <laughs> just words? <laughs> that maybe inside like, jokes? <laughs> Like, there was a run in 2009, just, like, all in a row. It's, like, Halloween. The next one's tennis. And then you said, social studies study guide, dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Fun run. (laughs) When was Halloween posted, though? Was Halloween posted on Halloween? Halloween was posted on Halloween. I was yes. really predicting okay. a Cooper Leia friendship there back in October thirty first, two thousand nine. Oh my gosh, Brittany, you were also a fan of like continuity. So you had in two thousand nine, July thirty first, finally gets to go to camp tomorrow. Four exclamation points, and then July thirty first, the same day, you said camp. Five exclamation points, camp. and then August first, the next day. Is that camp? Seven oh my god. You know what? Is that camp? Guess what? <laughs> Nowhere I what? Wait, 2009, 8th grade. Wait. 7th. That's 8th like, grade, 2013, summer before 12, 11. Summer before 8th grade, you know, I, I was in the band. 
I was a band geek, did not play in college, but I was. This was band camp. Oh my gosh. Oh, this one time at Blue Lake. (laughs) One time at band camp. (laughs) You guys want to know a fun fact? (laughs) What? I went to the high school that that movie is based on American Pie. Oh. True story. It's uh, it's in the movie. It's like East Great Falls. Really, it's East Grand Rapids. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a really fun um, fact. And my English teacher is the one who's allegedly the character was based on that said this one time at band camp. What? No <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, true story. And I... she literally on the first day of our English class, sophomore year, she was like, okay, I know there's rumors about, about me being a character in a movie, about it being based on me. Those rumors are somewhat true, but I never said any of those lines in the movie. It's completely <laughs> fiction. So, of course, you know, <laughs> the rest of the entire year, we just always just said one time a band came <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, wow. Sorry. It's so, okay. it turns, turns out that Brittany was connected to Jack in 2009. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wait, Brittany, you had more good ones. So, September 27, 2009, trying to fast, dot, 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 dot. And then the next day tried to fast dot 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 didn't really work out (laughs) oh no terrible jew so i feel like everyone had a phase where like they started every pose with is is like is blank but brady had one that doesn't even really make sense it says is go red wings (laughs) red wings i don't think i've ever been to a red wings game I like oh you're like is go me- Red Wings. I don't even recall ever watching a game. <laughs> and you know who else went through an is phase? Is oh. Alex Stahl. Yeah, Alex Stahl had a major is phase. So Alexander Thal, January twenty seventh, two thousand nine. He writes, "Is school dot 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 dot." Like that doesn't even make any sense. And then he has, <laughs> is sleeping, dot, 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 is rainy day, January 31st, 2009, is Supreme Court Research Project. And then he has one that says, is my name, 2011, Alexander Thal, I have a dilemma. I am eating corn nuts while on my computer. When I use my right hand to eat the corn nuts, I get barbecue flavor all over my fingers, so I can't use the mouse without getting it dirty. But when I use my left hand, well, my left hand sucks. Oh, God, this it can't got hold bad. More, it can't hold more than two corn nuts at a time without dropping them. Help? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Alex Thal. Thal was an early Survivor fan because he posted about Survivor multiple times. In 2010, he wrote, Fabio, winner. Yes, I love Fabio. Yes, Fabio. <laughs> Fun fact, Let's I ha- think Stahl and I were the only two players this season to have played Survivor before Survivor Michigan. <laughs> I think we were, I don't think there was anyone else. We were the two people who did online games. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Wait, I have to read this one. In 2013, so this is like junior year of high school. Saul goes, you know, like when you're like when you're like feeling happy, like you can have like emotions on, in your posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, it's feeling like I finally grown into my body, and then the post is, I bumped oh into gosh. a big boy. I bumped into a big boy today. Ha ha. 
Oh, whoa. Oh. All, all growing into his body. But then... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when was that posted? What year? Wait, this that is senior year of high school. This isn't eighth grade anymore. No, this is this is definitely in high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is like eleventh. That's like eleventh grade, isn't it? You have to read Mitch. <laughs> Mitch is like on a whole different level. Like he's just in his own little world. Yeah, he, but he is has a run. He has a run in twenty ten. So um, on October eleventh, uh, twenty ten, Mitch posted, um, "Everybody is trash." You got you got seven <laughs> likes on that one. Okay. October 23rd, 2010, he writes, anybody who reads this, poke me. <laughs> well, I, I, I really hope he got a lot of pokes on this one. Um, you know, well, he's, he's I don't really, know. He's really asking for the pokes. So uh, next, uh, October 22nd, day before, he says, I have legit negative tan friends. <laughs> he, he has his mom. Oh, uh, no. I, I don't know how many more other than that. Mitch is, Mitch is complaining. Mitch is pretty angsty. Yeah. He, he hates everybody. He has negative 10 friends. He's like <laughs> begging for people to poke him because he's just so lonely. He's so lonely. He's just reaching out. You know, he's hoping that someone will kiss him under the arch or something. It's just, I just hope that he can grow into his body like Alex Sullivan <laughs> in 11th grade. Okay. <laughs> So now, now, you know, after this, after October 22nd, October 23rd, down in the dumps, he writes, poke me! And all that I need way pokes. I need more pokes. Keep on poking. These are real what, posts. Do you see what happens on November 22nd? It's so sad. <laughs> So, so not only does he not have any friends by November eighth, now, now the bus driver hates me. He doesn't even have the friends of his classmates. No one's poking him, but the bus driver, the bus driver hates him. Oh, legit! I'm dying. By November twenty second, it's deteriorated to the fact not. Not not negative ten. <laughs> He's at legit negative ten thousand friends on FB. Negative ten. Does Southern accent? These are actual pieces of Oh, okay. So you know, time has gone by. By March twenty-first, all Mitch really cares about. Is Friday. He says, <laughs> Rebecca, my, my idol. idol. Okay, so that cut out a little bit, but what Jack said was, Rebecca Black is my idol. Oh, Seven no. no, eight exclamation points. Oh, maybe he's just, at this point, that's the only thing that can bring him happiness. Yeah. And just being able yeah. to forget his troubles on the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. <laughs> Gotta get down on Friday. I'm gonna call my mother, <laughs> and it's the weekend's weekend. <laughs> Who do you think said this one? Who needs Florida when you can go to the It's not that funny. Who needs Florida when you can go to the Chippewa Nature Center on spring break, smiley face? Heart. Oh my god, the Chippewa Nature Who? Center. Who said it? <laughs> said that. Is it, is it? Is it one of the people that already said something? No. No. Oh. Happy um, Valentine's more. Day, Here, heart. Sunshine, Sam. heart. 
Cousin what? Smiley Face Heart. Fair. <laughs> smiley Face Heart. Is it, is it Cooper? <laughs> no. Actually. Read more. Who Happy goes to the Nature to Center? Eve. Leia? Liz? I'll give you a hint. This person, when I met up with them for the first time, had caterpillars in their room. And they were doing a caterpillar, caterpillar experiment with, like, poop. Like, their is project was caterpillar <laughs> poop. And I walked no. into their room, and there was boxes of caterpillars all over the floor. Oh, it's, uh, it sounds exactly like you're describing a kill to me. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's Liz. I said Liz. Oh. <laughs> Liz had two posts. Okay. One in February and one in May. The exact same. Smiley face exclamation point. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe her crush said hi to her in the hallway. I said I was just going to say. School Wait, here's a good, good one, smiley face. Way better than middle school smiley face. Oh. <laughs> here's a good one by Liz. Okay. 500 points to whoever gets this movie quote first. I'll cook the fish for you, Chenny Wenny Woo Woo. Ha 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 ha. Anyone know what that movie quote is? No. I do not know that movie. Did, did you check the comments? None of us are getting points. None of us are getting points. Oh, I want 500 points. Last one. Last person. Because I stalked Cooper and Leia and everyone else left in the game, and they only talked about Michigan sports, and it was boring. <laughs> but oh. Matthew. Ooh. I found out Matthew is a really big Harry Potter fan, which I did not know. You know, Ooh, back in the, the, day, when, the you, know, back the you know, back in the day when people did like truth is, like ninety nine percent of the truth is was like for Matthew it was like truth is like you're such a big Harry Potter fan, or like truth <laughs> is, I, I respect how much you like dedicate yourself to Harry Potter. <laughs> he says oh in twenty eleven, waited six hours in line to see all caps. One of the greatest movies ever. R.I.P. Friend of these spoilers. All caps. Fred, Snape, Lupin, Tonks, and Voldemort. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh. Oh, Matthew. Oh, Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. So, hopefully we embarrass you guys enough. You know? Hopefully I'll grow into my body one day like Alex Saul did. <laughs> guys, can we all poke Mitch right now? Is yeah, Poke idea. button on Facebook? That is a there great is. idea. Wait, there you is. should poke my Nana. Oh, do you have to so poke for one thing, one thing too. For everybody listening to this podcast, the whatever, a hundred of you, please poke Mitch on, on Facebook. Yes. Send, send him a friend request and then send him a poke. All right, guys. Now it's time for some Jane Sider information. Hey, guys. It's George. This week's Insider information is twofold. For starters, we saw a lot of Thal's gameplay this episode. Um, where he talked with a lot of different people on the Maison tribe and was uh, very sociable. And we saw this through a confessional that he slid into, literally. Uh, He, for some reason, here's your little bit of a peek behind the curtain, told me that when we were going to be filming this confessional, that we needed to go to this slide and that he needed to slide into everything he was about to say. So we took three different takes for him to climb up the top of this slide and go down. Yes, there was a little kid and his mom uh, around the corner, and yes, they saw us being weirdos, but yes, he took three opportunities to do this and then filmed like half an hour afterwards, and it was so dumb. Uh, The other little tidbit I have is uh, on Cooper. When Cooper was looking for the idol after he had his idol clue um, for the second uh, week in a row, he was uh, 
looking around campus and all of a sudden just saw the words or the word fountain on a tree and it somehow went with Tarowski's story that he mentioned a fountain where he found his fake idol I didn't write that that was just there and I just out of coincidence it somehow encouraged Cooper to continue to believe that the idol might be real that Tarowski had whether that you know encouraged him to not vote for him or he had ulterior motives whatever but the fact that he just why was that there to this day it's a mystery someone needs to investigate campus <laughs> can just awesome. picture jordan's oh. face right now smiling <laughs> like we said the campus has its own uh, personality the campus is real it's and the campus decided uh that they that it wanted uh, cooper to believe that it was real that's funny. That's the, the the whole thing was funny though. I can see him ruining like a little kid's a little kid's just trying to enjoy the playground and he's like out here trying to film a confessional. Um so Angela I think is it's super impressive that she made it this far. Especially that you know, very early on she found herself on the bottom after those, you know, first two votes where Sarah and then Jonathan go. Like I, I think it it like I think she she might not have been like the biggest screen presence as some other people in the season, but like I really respect the way that she was able to get herself back into a good position in this game. I like I she was definitely kind of more under the radar type girl, but I think she was really fun. Sam, what what are you doing? Sorry. You're ruining my eulogy. Right. I'm ruining it. No, um I totally agree. I thought that she would be gone very, very early and she outlasted, I think, a lot of people's expectations. I think she definitely, yeah, I definitely underestimated her game a lot, I think. And I was really impressed by what she was able to do um, by being at the bottom at the very beginning of the Jonathan vote. And really, you know, I think that she was a rock draw away from being in the final five, potentially. You know what I mean? Uh, if Kara had not drawn the rock and instead somebody from Maison had, I think this might be a very different season. I think that uh, Angela did a good job. I think that she was pretty observant too. Um, I think she was smart for her to like be very tight-lipped with uh, the Maison girls, Liz and Leia. She was definitely a thinker. I think that she um, was the first person to really recognize Cooper's game for what it was. And she was able to kind of see through his lies. So I think that Angela is definitely an underrated character. Yeah, she will be missed. I think that she really just ended up on the wrong side of the vote a lot of the times. I can't really name a lot of big mistakes she had made in their game. I think that kind of there's just a few times where things just didn't swing her way with as far as like the very beginning with like the Sarah Gallagher and Jonathan trio and then kind of moving on to the rock draw where they got actually to flip but the rock draw just didn't go their way so I think she had a pretty good game as uh, we saw that Saul ended up uh, growing into his body in 11th grade I think this episode has grown into its uh, time and is about time for a close. So um, I want to thank you, Brittany, for being a wonderful guest. Oh <laughs> I want to not thank you, Sam, for that terrible, <laughs> terrible. Am I both listening? He's only one. Jeez. <laughs> oh, by the way, we wanted to thank, we want to thank everyone who's listening. We've been getting over like a hundred listens on most of our podcasts. And yeah, we want to, encourage you guys to give Brittany some love yes. And, yes thank you she is, yes. she is amazing oh. don't forget to poke uh don't forget to poke mitch on facebook too and can everyone poke mitch 
And with that, we're poking out of here. <laughs> <laughs>